You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey everyone, this week we're giving away a one-year subscription to pushlink.com, P-U-S-H-L-Y-N-K. It's valued at about 600 bucks. Pushlink allows you to send push notifications to your subscribers on almost any platform. The fact is push notifications get about 10 times the response rate when compared to traditional email. For a chance to win, subscribe to the podcast, then take a quick snapshot or picture showing you're subscribed and text it to 716-218-8981 or you can email it to growthexperts at yahoo.com. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. I have a yet another amazing guest today. Her name is Diana Mitchell, and we've been friends for several years now. She's a marketing consultant turned ghostwriter who's written for Fortune 500 and Inc. 500, as well as the number one New York Times bestselling CEO and C-suite executives. In a marketing career that spanned over 15 years, she's worked with global brands like Marriott, Harvey Nash, and Aon Hewitt. And after seven years as a marketing consultant, she founded Content for CEOs, which focuses on ghostwriting for executives to help them build stronger brands, land more speaking engagements, and ultimately grow their business. So welcome to the show, Diana. Thanks, Dennis. Happy to be here. Yeah, so glad you joined me. Now, you and I met a few years ago. I'm not even quite sure. I think we met through a mutual friend here local in Buffalo, and we just hit it off, and we've worked together for several years. So I'm so happy that you decided to come on the show. I know we have some really cool stuff we're going to talk about, but before we dive into that, can you do me a favor and help kind of tee it up for the audience? Tell us a little bit of a backstory of kind of how you got here and what stimulated you to want to start this content for CEOs ghostwriting business. Sure. Well, I'm an accidental marketing executive. I kind of fell into this. I was an English major in college. I wanted to be a writer. I had this vague notion of that. And uh, my first job out of school was in radio. Well, Actually, I worked in market research in college, and I just kind of spun into this marketing career until I went to grad school for PR. And that's when my career really took off. I worked with agencies and nonprofits, and uh, I got the impetus to go off on my own after my mom died really suddenly when I was uh, 30 years old. She was 54. And that's when I started a business on my own, and it really evolved and evolved from copywriting to social media consulting to ultimately strategic marketing and the implementation of, of marketing strategy. So it really came together. And along the way, the writing really always stood out. And working with executives for those companies, like you mentioned, Fortune 500 companies, Inc. 500 companies, and ultimately a company led by a number one New York Times bestselling author, I realized that as all of the tactics changed around us, you know, the prevalence of Snapchat or Remember MySpace or Periscope or things that have fallen off the wayside, that a sound strategic marketing plan really centers around content. And the CEO element is, is where that was really missing. So many didn't have, don't have the time to put in that, that strategic element. And uh, so that's where this company came from, just a need for someone to come in and specialize, bring that strategy, bring the writing and, and, and help them get their message out. 
So your focus now with content for CEOs is you're you're really more behind the scenes then, right? It's a service where you're behind the scenes writing for executives, you know, where you're creating regular ongoing content, you know, that's based upon kind of their target market speaking in their voice. Is that really what the service is all about? Exactly. As a ghostwriter, I'm crafting that content for them as them in their voice, but I'm the hushed person behind the scenes. No one knows who I am. And I like it that way. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Well, you know, one of the reasons why I had you on the show, there's there's a whole bunch of reasons. Number one, you and I have worked together. You've helped me with a bunch of writing. You're an amazing writer. And we were talking not that long ago about your experience. You were working with another company and you were telling me kind of what their challenge was and what you were able to achieve. And you told me how you were able to significantly increase their their social engagement, their web traffic, and you were able to help them increase their revenue by about 40% in one year. So I couldn't resist. I wanted to dive into that. Can you unpack that for us a little bit, You know, just so my audience kind of has an understanding of who they were, what their challenge was, and what you were able to do for them? Because I really think that there's some value in there that, that my audience could apply to their own business. Yeah, for sure. This is a unique company in that they were the leader in their space. They had instant name recognition in their niche. And... Uh, really own the space. So when I came in, I assumed that everything was brilliant behind the scenes. I knew them as a customer of the brand. And then to come in as a marketing executive, they needed help. They had someone doing their marketing. I'm, I'm doing air quotes here, Dennis. I'm animated like you behind the scenes. Someone doing their marketing, but they, they really didn't have any strategic guidance. And so their revenue had been stagnating. They weren't getting results despite more than 200,000 followers digitally on social and an email. They just weren't getting results. They had events in the red that they were desperate to save and they just weren't getting the results they needed. And so I came in and I'm like, look, I need to take a, a strategic look. I need to dive into all of the data. I'm all about the data and see what, what's going on here. And, uh, you know, the data show that they weren't getting any kind of engagement on social media. They weren't, you know, their news email newsletter was flat and they were promoting the heck out of things, but they weren't getting results. And so um, that's where that singular hack comes in. And, and the hack that really was the the overarching driver for the strategy that resulted in that 40% increase in revenue in a year. And you want me to just give it to you? You want me to tell you what sure, that sure. hack is? Sure, sure. Yeah, fire away. Painfully simple hack. And it's uh, posting what their audience wanted to see and hear, not what they wanted to share. They were too busy talking about what they wanted to tell people. And they weren't giving them what they wanted from, from the brand. So... Uh, so I came in and did that. And uh, I can break down a couple stats for you. That 40% revenue, that's that's the ultimate goal. But really, it's taking it in the individual elements, applying that hack to those. And then the cumulative effect was, was that increase in revenue. So what you're telling me, and this is uh, this is perfect because you know I've been preaching this for years. You and, he, you and I have even had conversations about this prior to you working with this company. And, you know, and I always tell everybody the number one hack for developing a relationship with a customer is relevance, right? You have to know what's relevant to them. It doesn't matter what you like. It doesn't matter what you want to share. It doesn't matter what, what you want to read or what you engage with. What matters, it only matters what they're interested in. And that's what a lot of people miss on social. And what's, it's what they miss in general when they're writing their blog posts, when they're, you know, writing articles, whatever they're doing, whenever they're creating content, they're not sitting in their customer's shoes. And so now I want you to unpack that a little bit for me, because I know you had a little bit of a strategy or some steps that you use to do that, to really figure out what that, what content they wanted and then how to deliver it. So take it away. 
Yeah, well, they brought me in and they said, you know, we need to make more. We need to make more money. Everything's flat. And uh, so we need more We need more social media followers and we need more, more, more. And I'm like, well, slow down. So here's what the data is telling me. Less than half a percent of your audience is actually spending money on your brand. And we I don't care. You can we do not need more social media followers. You do not need to increase that number. You need to engage them and get them to spend money. And so uh, I took that focus on creating content that the audience wanted to hear, and we applied it to the website. We we redid the website in a way that was more natural, had better flow and better conversion. And we crafted content that spoke to these people. It came from the CEOs in his voice, but it wasn't speaking at people. It was speaking to them. And uh, we increased the traffic 32%. They had more than a million and a half hits in that year. Rather quickly, too, it spiked. And, and a lot of times when you build a new website, you see a dip in traffic as Google kind of re-indexes the pages. And instead, no, we, we were zooming up. But it really, social media and the email newsletters where this is popular and really potent. And I know in entrepreneurial areas and circles and, and as well as in corporate, it's all about the email list. So they had an email list of 58,000 people. And uh, by focusing on email newsletters that were shareable and social content that promoted uh, that email list uh, increased significantly, 73%. And they ended up with six figures in, in, in that list. And as a result, the traffic to their website from the email newsletter went up 500% in one year. And, and those are the kind of numbers that marketers love to uh, talk about, 500% increase. But it, it was powerful. And, and social media in, traffic uh, to the website, 82%. You know, All of those things just combined around the content to drive revenue. The, we saved the event that was in the red their premier event, their flagship event, we increased, uh, increased revenue on that one 200% in one year. So, uh, so some really powerful elements and it was all around the content. And so what I thought your audience might want to hear is what they can do to find out what their audience wants to hear. I don't know if that's something that you think they'd, they'd sure, want no, me to break perfect. down a little. Yeah. Just tell me exactly what you did for the company you work with and then relate it back to how people could implement that in their own business. That would be great. Yeah, well, the first thing I did uh, was look at the competition. <laughs> Imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. See what the competition is doing and what's getting results for them. So I took a look at content from other players in the space, other top players, and saw what got the most engagement. And then while we never actually copied, no plagiarism, folks, we did take a look at the types, the topics, the tone, and made sure it al- aligned with this brand. But then we uh, we would deliver content along those same veins and unsurprisingly got results from that. But then one of my favorite tools, and you and I spend a lot of time in this tool, Google Analytics. It's free. It's pretty darn robust. And uh, it's not fancy. It's very easy for anyone to learn and poke around in. And it's one of those tools where you can play around in it and teach yourself without worrying about breaking anything. So I spent a lot of time in Google Analytics when I got started. And then I had to distill that data into understandable nuggets for people who don't speak marketing. And uh, Google Analytics makes that easy. So you want to go, there's a couple areas in Google Analytics that for a, a newbie, for someone who doesn't do this for a living, you, you want to spend some time. And one of them is you're going to go to the audience menu and overview, select your date range, and it'll tell you those overviewing, overarching things about your audience. Uh, how many visits to your website, how much time they're spending, the bounce rate, which is when they go to your website, they immediately leave from that page and how many pages they visited. If you don't know anything about marketing, going in here and looking at those key statistics will give you an idea for how people are interacting with your brand online. But then you want to go into behavior. That's where you're going to dig into the content and see what topics resonate with your audience. This is 
again, more specific to blogging, but you want to go to the behavior menu and site content drill down. You can look at specific blog posts and how they perform. You can look at how people get onto your site, your landing page, and where they leave your site, which is an exit page. And then there's a really nice visual element called behavior flow under that menu. And it will actually show you how people progress through your site. Where are they starting off? Where are they going to next? And then where do they drop off? Taking a look at those pieces will really help give you a picture of how individuals and customers and prospects are interacting with your content and your site. So let me interrupt you really quick. So Mm -hmm. once you had that data, that Google Analytics data, right, you looked at the content that people were engaging with and you looked at the content that they weren't engaging with, right, and kind of how they got to the site. Once you kind of aggregated that data, how did you take that data and pivot into more compelling content? Can you take me one step further on that? Yeah. And it's almost combining this one and then the last point that I made, which was to ask your audience, ask them what they want you to talk about, what's going to provide value to them. And so you're looking at the data and looking at those topics that resonate. So in this case, it was a health and wellness company. And the content that performed best, unsurprisingly, was recipes. And what kind of recipes? So asking people what they wanted here. So some of the feedback we got was that people wanted simpler recipes or recipes without with uncomplicated recipes. Then we combine that with, okay, here's the top three recipes. We're talking recipes that had you know, five figures of hits in a couple of weeks, like ridiculous numbers for these recipes. And so we'd find more recipes that were, say, barbecue, but combined the element of simple recipes, you know, beans and rice and a couple spices. So you're, you're taking, when you're collecting this data, you're going to look at keywords, you're going to look at overarching topics, and then you're going to take a look at what the competition's doing. You're going to take a look at, at what people are telling you they want to hear. And then you're going to craft more content around those topics. I know it sounds ridiculously simple because it is, but so many people aren't doing this. It's like, hey, we're going to launch X, so we should talk about Y. Well, that's not how you do it. You can do it that way. And if you have millions of dollars to spend on advertising, then you're, you're likely going to get pretty decent results out of that. But the reality is that most companies, particularly small businesses, they don't have that budget. And so they really need to make sure that what they're doing resonates from the get-go and, and it's going to get them results. And so that's, that's where this comes in. No, that's perfect. I love the simplicity of it. And I think you hit on a, a, a theme that I think most small businesses run into. And that is that rather than using data to drive their marketing decisions, they're using their gut or they're mm-hmm. using what they think, or they're using the most popular idea at the round table that they talked about with their internal staff, right? And so I think this concept of using data to drive content creation and marketing decisions is, is huge. And, and as you grow as an organization, you understand the value behind that, but most small businesses don't do that. We've all done it. I mean, you've probably made that mistake in the past. I know I've made that mistake. I know I'm much more in tune with my data now. And like you said, you and I have had conversations over about Google Console and Google Analytics and what kind of my audience, you know, you've consulted and helped me with some of the things that my audience is engaging with and how I could pivot and change some of those things. So I appreciate that. And I really think this is a, is a very helpful piece. So awesome. Well, why don't we do this? I, you know, is there anything else you want to share about that kind of that hack or that, that three-step strategy? I mean, I know the first step was, was, you know, look at your competition, right? Mm-hmm. No, the second step was look at Google Analytics, right? And get to get data from there. And then the third one, you said, ask your audience. Can you expand on that a little bit? How did you do that? How did that work for you? Well, we had that 
that newsletter audience of about 60,000 people. And uh, we sent out a survey, a simple Google form, again, free, maximizing that budget. And we asked people, I, I did promote with some social ads. I, you know, I will say too, I did use social media advertising. I don't want to give the impression that every single thing that I did to get a 40% increase in revenue was, was uh, free. I spent about $1,200 in ads over the course of the year as well. So I know that I just totally set that up as if I was spending like $15,000 on ads to get that. But no, I spent $1,200 on ads for that uh, 40% revenue increase. It wasn't a lot, but I just felt like full disclosure, I should, I should let you know that I did so spend. You, so you sent the survey out to the email newsletters. It was a simple Google form survey. And yes. based on that data and the other eight data, you would create. You then created a content strategy and, and honed in on the topics, and then you just started delivering that. The engagement significantly increased, and then from there, obviously, sales followed. Right? That is correct. Perfect. Awesome. Simple. I love simple. Right? And I think my audience will love it too. So let's do a little bit of rapid fire here, and then we're going to close it out. So tell me, what's your favorite growth tool or software? I mean, I know we've been talking about Google Analytics and and stuff like that, but what's your favorite software or tool you're using today to grow your business? Well, Evernote, and that's an easy one. And it's a, it's a, a very popular tool. You probably get that answer a lot, but I pay for premium Evernote and I have for five years and it is it makes everything easy. My favorite part of it is that I dump everything in there and I organize it. But I don't know if you know this, but you can actually search through text and images and PDFs. So if I stick a PDF in there or an ebook download or something that I get and I'm looking for a keyword in that, I can find it through normal search. It'll search right in the in the piece, the PDF. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, Evernote <laughs> has it does actually have a really good search. I remember I haven't used it in a while. I used to use it a lot when I had my my previous business where I had all kinds of employees and I was scanning documents all the time, yeah. but I don't use it that much anymore, but you just reminded me, I really, there's probably some good uses for that where I could increase my productivity. So I'm going to take a look at that again and see how it applies to me today. What's one book that you've read recently that you think would be valuable to my audience? Well, Jab, 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 Right Hook Never Gets Old by Gary Vaynerchuk. It's a classic. If you could say that, I think socially is a classic, but uh, if you're going to start somewhere with with getting results on social media and Jab, 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 Right Hook is the, is the place to do it. Yep. It's on my bookshelf. I'm looking at it right now. Perfect. Well, hey, listen, I want to thank you for for joining me today. I think your hack is extremely powerful, extremely simple, and should be something that the audience could implement on their own very easily. So do me a favor, let everybody know how they can reach out and connect with you, and then we'll close it out for today. Yeah, you could go to dianamitchell.net or contentforceos.com if, if you're interested and connect with me on LinkedIn. Let's uh, If I can help you, I'm happy to do it. Perfect. I'll add those links into the show notes. Thanks for joining me. Have an awesome day. And I know for sure we'll be talking again real soon. Thanks, Diana. Thanks, Dennis. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.